0: when things are shifting we're going to be a new world order we've got to leave it
1: program is brought to you by friends and partners of in-time headlines hey, what's up guys it is Friday January 27th and we want to welcome you to the broadcast uh, again this is in-time headlines news and headlines from a prophetic perspective I am your host founder and pastor, Ricky Scaparo. We want to welcome you. If this is your first time joining us on any platform in which you're able to comment, please let us know in the comment section below that you are new and where you guys are joining us from. All right. So I know many of you guys are probably wondering what in the world are we going to talk about tonight with this title that we've given, Entering the Age of the Apocalypse. So let's get right after this because it's probably going to be a little bit different than what you may think. But maybe not. So let's get into this. Uh, Entering the age of the apocalypse. By definition, if you were to go to Google, type in apocalypse, immediately comes up two primary definitions for the term apocalypse. Number one is the complete final destruction of the world as described in the biblical book of Revelation. I would venture to say that most of you, uh, when you read this title or you heard this title, that's probably the imagery in which you got. But I want to give you a second definition, and I believe this second definition of this term apocalypse is going to be where we are now. And ultimately, it will lead up to the primary definition of the term apocalypse. So let me read number two, and then we'll explain this a little bit more in detail. And then I'm going to give you some headlines tonight. Uh, the, here's the second primary uh, interpretation of the term apocalypse. Quote, an event involving destruction or damage Or on a catastrophic scale. Let me say that again. An event involving destruction or damage on a catastrophic scale. So I believe, and I'm going to show you this. I believe if you, um, when you look around and you see what's happening right now with conflicts, wars, rumors of wars, Everything that Jesus talked about. In fact, let's just go right into the scriptures. Matthew twenty four, I'm gonna we'll take you right in here uh, <clears throat> verse three, Matthew twenty four, three. Now as, as Jesus said on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him in private, saying, Tell us when will these things be and what will be the sign of your coming and the end of the age? Now there is actually some translations that actually use the phrase end of the world. And that's where we get this. That's where the world derives this imagery of the apocalypse, the end of the world. But when you study this out in the Greek, the word age here, uh, The word world here, depending on what translation you use, but here in the New King James, it uses the term age because that is the proper interpretation because the world itself will never end. It will actually be renovated. There'll become, there'll be a process of renovation. There'll be new heavens and a new earth. There'll be a new Jerusalem come out of heaven, but the world itself will never come to an end. It'll just be renovated by fire, according to uh the account of the apostle Peter in the New Testament. Anyway, let's get back to this verse four. And Jesus answered them when they asked him this question, what will be the sign of the end of the age and the soon uh the coming of the Lord? He says, take heed that no one deceives you. For many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and will deceive many. Now, I've highlighted several things here on your screen, and there's a purpose for this. Here it is. And you will hear of wars, rumors of wars. Now, we're seeing this happen right now as we speak. And we've seen this for thousands of years. We understand that. And I'll explain a little bit more on that in detail. See that you're not troubled. For all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet for nation will rise against nation. And uh, that word nation there is ethnos, where we get the word ethnicity. So you'll see ethnicity rise against ethnicity. We're going to talk more about that tonight on this broadcast as well. And then he says, and kingdom will rise against kingdom. Now you go to the Middle East and they use terms like kingdom, like Saudi Arabia. So he talks about kingdom against kingdom wars and rumors of wars, ethnos against ethnos or ethnicities will rise against ethnicities. And he goes on. He talks about famines, pestilence, earthquakes, All of these things are the beginning of sorrows. We're not in the tribulation. No vials have been released. No bowls have been poured out. No seals have been broken. I know there's people that believe that we're in the tribulation. Honey, listen, if we're in the tribulation, this ain't that that bad after all. I mean, I'm still able to watch some football games and the, the the playoffs and still able to go to the movies this weekend and see the new Left Behind movie. I'm pretty sure that if we're in the tribulation, then John was way off on his descriptions and, and everything. We're not in the tribulation. We are in the birth pangs of the Messiah. Okay. Then you go down to verse 11, Matthew 24, 11. Then he talks about... Uh, or I'm sorry, verse 12, Matthew 24, 12, there will be lawlessness that will abound. So you've got, you've got to put all this together. Lawlessness, wars, rumors of wars, nation against nation, or kingdom against kingdom, and uh, ethnicity against ethnicity. All this is the beginning of sorrows. Then you go over to Luke 21. Uh, Luke 21 is interesting because he tells you down here in verse 25 that he says there will be signs in the sun and the moon and the stars. But he says on the earth, down here on the earth, there's going to be distress of nations with perplexity. Now, what does that mean? Distress is like anguish. It's tr- it's trial. It's tribulation, not the tribulation, but tribulation. Jesus said in this world, you shall have tribulation. Tribulation. He said, but be of good cheer for I've overcome the world. So this is what this word, this distress of nations where all the nations of the world, it seems like they're on edge. It seems like there is this, all this uh, war chatter. And there's just this, uh, this intensification of just uh, of, of war and rhetoric. And we see this and it says it will lead to perplexity, confusion, chaos, bewilderment, and he, uh, Luke implies here that when we get to the, when we get to the, th- this thing about to wrap up and the son of man making his appearance, he said that even men's hearts will fail them for fear of the expectation of the things which are coming upon the earth. So again, we're getting i'm i'm bringing all these scriptures out early cuz i want to get you i, I you got to get this imagery um you got to get this imagery so you'll know this so you can see where we're headed where the climate that we're in now having said that we uh we're going to take you to some events that's happened there has been now a as the time uh of the time of this recording that we're doing this broadcast in the studio uh this article says seven killed but the last i heard there's been eight and I, that that number may rise there has been eight killed and three injured in a synagogue
2: J- uh, attack in jerusalem we have breaking news israeli authorities say a gunman has killed at least seven people near a synagogue in east jerusalem several others were injured police say responding officers killed the suspect hamas militants are claiming responsibility for the attack the group says it is in retaliation for actions by israeli defense forces starting with a raid on a refugee camp in the West Bank on Thursday, which killed 10 Palestinians. CBS News contributor Robert Berger is in Jerusalem right now. Robert, what can you tell us about the shooting?
0: Well, it just happened a short time ago. It's the Sabbath in Israel. And um, according to police, a Palestinian from East Jerusalem who is identified with Hamas, went into a synagogue and just went on a shooting rampage. At least seven people killed, uh, others seriously wounded, and then he tried to escape in his car and ran into um, a police. Into police, who then shot and killed him.
2: So, uh, Robert, you mentioned that this is uh, not only happening on Shabbat but also on Holocaust Remembrance Day. Uh, how do you think the Israeli government will respond?
0: Well, it, it's going to be inter- it'll be interesting to see. It's, it's a dilemma because did this even though this guy is identified with Hamas, did he was he sent by Hamas, or was he acting on his own? Those are two different things. If he was actually sent by Hamas, then you might see Israel actually take action against against Hamas in Gaza. If he was like a lone wolf acting on his own uh, here in Jerusalem, then it might be a, a different response. But uh, I I would expect uh, this new Israeli government to have some kind of response uh, against militant groups.
2: And Robert, can you just talk to us a little bit about the significance that this is happening inside Jerusalem?
0: Well, you know, about a third of the population here in Jerusalem is Arab. And so uh, generally, you know, people get along okay. But um, it's very, very difficult for the Israeli security forces to stop an attack like that because, again, there, there are hundreds of thousands of, of, of Arabs or Palestinians who live here in Jerusalem. Um, and so while he was on a watch list, a terror watch list of Israel, he hadn't committed any crime. And uh, it's, there are a lot of weapons also in East Jerusalem. So actually carrying out this attack isn't that hard if someone decides to go ahead and do it.
2: Uh, robert we 've talked about the back and forth since the raid earlier this week uh, it doesn 't seem I mean I know when we you you were very prescient in your in your comments to us earlier when you said things are very, very tense, and it 'll be interesting to see how things develop. Well now we see how things are developing, and so, as you point out, if this individual was sent by Hamas, I mean that is not going to bode well for uh, the folks who live in Gaza, um, and it will not bode well for the Israelis because, as you know, there may be rockets launched from Gaza. Although Israel has the Iron Dome,
0: you never know where you know this. this violence—you know where it starts. You don't know exactly where it ends. You know, it started yesterday with an Israeli raid that killed uh, nine people in the West Bank, including seven Palestinian gunmen. This was clearly connected to that, uh, and probably a revenge attack. Uh, again, the big, the big dilemma for Israel now is how, how do you respond? Was he part of a bigger terror cell? Was he acting alone? And whether or not Israel would take action in Gaza, which then could bring rocket fire from there, and you could have a major escalation on your hands.
1: Now I want to shift gears and go to the United States. Um this is something that you and I need to be paying attention to, especially if you live in major metropolitan areas in certain cities across America. Here's the headline. Major U.S. cities brace for possible violence after Atlanta riots ahead of Tyree Nichols' video.
2: Police chiefs in major cities across the country are working together to prepare for the backlash after that arrest video is released. CBS's Jeff Pegues covers law enforcement and is also in Memphis for us tonight. So, Jeff, tell us what you're learning. What are these cities doing to get ready?
3: Well, law enforcement is really concerned right now about this video and how it's perceived. There is this concern that it could spark protests and demonstrations. And that's why, really, since the beginning of this week, you've had a series of calls, information sharing between local PD, Memphis PD, as well as state and federal officials. There's been planning and preparation that began at police departments nationwide. And police departments were told last night that the video would be released Friday evening after schools were out, after businesses were closed for the day. In D.C., the police department there was fully activated all sworn personnel called in in new york the nypd will go on heightened alert and officers will be deployed to the hot spots where protests have happened in the past and just so you know the video that we're talking about here i haven't seen the content of the video but of course it comes from a body cam on police officers across this country you have to press the button button capture the video. Also, there's what's called a sky cop, which is a fixed camera. So the video that we will see is coming from cameras like that. And Nora, there is concern among law enforcement that what the public sees tomorrow could spark a backlash that law enforcement will have a difficult time recovering from.
1: Uh, let me give you a little bit. Uh, most of you guys probably already know about this story. But again, this is something that they're anticipating some violent activity later on this evening. Georgia governor Brian Kemp. Now this hits home for us, for me. Uh, We, our family lives probably about 50 minutes outside of uh, the Atlanta Metroplex. So, I'm very thankful that we don't live right there uh, in the proximity of this, but nevertheless, Governor Brian Kemp issued a state of emergency order uh, today, or um, excuse me, yesterday, Thursday, ahead of potential protests in Atlanta over the weekend, in an effort to prevent the unrest and chaos that occurred during last week's riots. The order is calling for a thousand National Guard troops to be called up. This order will expire on the on the 9th of February. So that's a little ways out. Georgians respect peaceful protest but do not tolerate acts of violence against person or property according to the order. The orders uh, went on to say that the state of emergency was declared because of, quote, unlawful assemblage, violence over threats of violence, disruption of the peace and tranquility of this state and danger existing to persons and property. The move comes after demonstrators took to the streets in Atlanta last weekend to protest the death of a 26 year old environmental activist uh, who was shot and killed by the Georgia State Patrol after authorities said uh Tehran shot and wounded a state trooper who was trying to clear protests from the construction site of a new public safety training center dubbed by activists as Cop City. That area is the planned site for the Atlanta Public Safety Training Center and has come under fierce opposition from demonstrators. You can see the images here on your picture on your screen. Uh, If you guys are watching by Apple or Spotify, there is a, a police But uh, vehicle here that is uh, engulfed in the flames, where again protesters uh, were were I'd say I'm going to use the term rioting and. Uh, because these it, it got to the point where it went on from, quote, unquote, peaceful protests to the point where there's property being burned, damaged and etc. In Atlanta, some businesses were damaged, as you can see here, as riders were through rocks and bricks at windows, masked activists dressed in all black through rocks and lit fireworks in front of skyscrapers. Uh, Or um, excuse me, in front of a skyscraper that houses the Atlanta Police Foundation, shattering large glass windows. Walls were also vandalized with anti-police graffiti as stunned tourists scattered. Now, keep in mind, all this was last weekend. This is not even this is before the video footage is released. All right. Now, um, here we go. Meanwhile, police departments in major, major cities. Now, this is where you need to be paying attention to because I don't know where, you know, depending on where you live, this is going to affect you. Major cities like Austin, Texas, Los Angeles, California, and Washington, DC. Again, are all preparing for possible unrest in anticipation of tonight's release of this video depicting a confrontation between five Memphis police officers and 29-year-old Tyree Nichols, who died three days later. Uh, these are the police officers on your screen. Um, the Austin Police Department told Fox News Digital it was monitoring events in Memphis and its officers will, quote, be moving into tactical alert status beginning This morning, a law enforcement source told Fox News Digital, the L.A. Police Department has units on standby. So, again, I want to tell you guys, if you are in major cities, Memphis, Tennessee, Knoxville, Tennessee, Atlanta, Georgia, Seattle, Minneapolis, uh, Washington, D.C., Los Angeles, all these areas, you need to be on high alert because I believe it's pretty safe to say it is inevitable that something's going to take place. I mean, they have built this videotape up, you know, and I'm not, you know, and I'm sure it's horrific. I haven't seen the videotape as of the recording of this broadcast, but it will be released to the general public. And I'm sure it's from all the accounts of those who have already screened the video. It is horrific. Um It is just absolutely terrible and it's going to provoke this to happen why do you think they're preparing ahead of time why do you think they're deploying the national guard because they already know that this is going to entice civil unrest in major cities in america so what are we talking about we're talking about distress of nations ethnos against ethnos All right, then we want to shift gears. And I want to, there's been more, um, even from yesterday's podcast, there's more developments regarding Russia and Ukraine. France and Italy are close to a deal on supplying air defense system to Ukraine. The report said that they are close to finalizing the technical details of supplying an SAMP-T air defense system to Ukraine, according to two diplomatic sources. Uh, this is being reported from Yahoo News, although quote and Reuters. Although it was unclear how quickly a final decision would even would come. Russia sent Ukrainian civilians racing for cover with a rush hour missile barrage uh, yesterday, killing at least one individual. And this was a day after uh, Kyiv secured Western pledges of dozens of modern battlefield tanks to try to push back the Russian invasion. And, we, and again, how is Russia responding to this latest developments? Well, here you go here we're going to talk about that daily mail russia is now at war with nato and the west this is a chilling statement that was released by a senior eu official admitting that following germany's decision to supply tanks it has quote put putin uh it has forced Putin to take a conflict in Ukraine to a quote different stage. Let me read a little bit of this. Uh again this is from the daily mail russia is now at war against nato and the west and has taken the invasion of ukraine to a different stage again this warning comes from a senior european union official raising the terrifying spectrum of a global conflict quote the uh the game changing deal among Western leaders to pump sophisticated tanks into the country to blast through Kremlin's invading forces have sparked fury in Moscow, which has threatened to escalate the war beyond Ukraine's borders. Uh, that would be AKA world war three. The secretary general, of the European union's European external action service said that Vladimir Putin will increase uh indiscriminate attacks on civilians and non-military targets and retaliate against the west Uh, speaking in a news conference in tokyo as part of an asia pacific tour he said that putin had quote moved from a concept of a special operation to a concept now of a war against nato and the west so in case you had any speculation or you question how Putin was going to receive the response from Germany and from the West? Here you go. The official defended the U.S. and German tank provisions, saying they are not intended as an attack, but rather to keep Ukrainians defend, uh, but rather to help Ukrainians defend themselves. He went on to say that quote. I think that this latest development in terms of arms supply is just an evolution of the situation and of the way Russia started moving the war into a, quote, different stage. I like how they're trying to uh kind of downgrade the severity of this, using these terms that are not as provocative. Um. He went on to add that Russia is making indiscriminate attacks on civilians in cities and no longer military targets. So what's going to what's the next stage after that? Tactical nukes. Uh, Because he's threatened that the EU is not looking to escalate hostilities, but, quote, is just giving the possibility of saving lives and allowing the Ukrainians to defend themselves from these, quote, barbaric attacks. Now, so just how serious is this? Well, another report is indicating that the World Health Organization just released uh, uh, a, a statement preparing for nuclear war what the world health body just published a list of medicines for nations to stockpile in the event of radiation or nuclear emergency uh again this comes as the eu warns that russia is now at war with the west now remember I want to take you a little bit of a flashback. Remember this all comes. Remember last year when New York warned residents in New York how to properly Prepare in the event of a, and I'm going to use the term here, a quote, radiation or nuclear emergency. Remember Colorado? They had this uh, drill in which they were handing out bug out bags in the event that as a resident of Colorado, that you could make haste and quickly get out of the city as quick as possible in the event of a quote, unforeseen event. All right. Let me read on a little bit about this. The World Health Organization has updated its list of medications to stockpile for a, quote, radiological or nuclear emergency just hours after the EU warned that Russia, again, is at war with the West. The global health body issued guidance on how to survive a nuclear catastrophe in a new report. Again, this was released uh, as this was released today. This was published this morning on Friday, the 27th. Uh, And again, uh, as a specter of nuclear war looms over the world, after the West supplied state of the art tanks to Ukraine, to the fury of Putin, the Kremlin accused NATO of a blatant provocation and threatened a quote, global catastrophe. Uh, Again, I don't want to rehash too much of this, Doctor Maria Niera, uh who is the acting assistant director general warned of the of, of the World Health Organization, warned that many governments they are quote not prepared for a nuclear or radiation disaster. He said in radiation emergencies, people may be exposed to radiation at doses ranging from negligible uh to life threatening. Governments, uh, need it. Governments need to make treatments available for those in need fast. Quote, it is essential that governments are prepared to protect the health of populations and respond immediately to emergencies. This includes having ready supplies of life saving medicines that will reduce risk and treat injuries from radiation. Uh, The World Health Organization outlines that a national stockpile normally includes PPE, trauma kits, fluids, antibiotics and painkillers. But the health body said that, quote, many countries, however, still lack the essential elements of preparedness for radiation emergencies and not to mention that how many shortages do we still have of medicines? This uh, A spokesman accused Joe Biden of pumping weapons in Ukraine when he could instead be instigating a ceasefire. So guys, we are, again, quoting the Bible, We are seeing perilous times. We are seeing distress of nations with perplexity. We are seeing wars and rumors of wars and nation rising against nation and kingdom against kingdom where the enemy, the puppet master, the the one who's pulling the strings is orchestrating everything for his gain through chaos and destruction. So we wanted to give you this update. We're not going to be on here long today. It's We've almost went about, what, 30 minutes, something like that. So I want to shift gears, and we want to pray. We want to pray about this situation. Now, I knew that we were going to be talking about this tonight, and I wrestled with how to pray about this because, on one hand, of course, we're going to pray for God's protection. We're going to pray. You know, Psalm ninety-one says that. You know, the word of the Lord says, "A thousand can fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come to our dwelling." We believe in the power of prayer. We believe in God's protection. We believe in the blood of Jesus. We believe that there is angels at our disposal that are ministering spirits to the heirs of salvation. That that they bear us up in their hands lest we dash our foot against a stone. This we know. All this you know this. But it's when I was thinking about this today, we know that we cannot pray away prophecy. We cannot stop Bible prophecy. Now, we can pray and ask God to give us a reprieve or delay it. But here's how I felt in my spirit on how to pray about this. I'm going to pray for every individual under the sound of my voice that represent this represents you. You. That are watching and listening, and it represents you and your household. That's your husband, your wife, your children, your grandchildren, your bloodline. Remember when Abraham went into the cities of the plains in Sodom and Gomorrah, he he had his bloodline in his sights. Lot was his nephew. He was blood. And he was not going to allow Lot to be destroyed through God's judgment without first, listen to me, without first hitting his knees, seeking God in intercession. And we know the story. He pleaded with God and said, Lord, if I can find, he started with 50, went all the way down to 10. If I, if we, or actually he said, if you, if you can find 10 righteous in the city, And the entire cities of the plains, if you can find 10 righteous, will you not spare the city? And the Lord answered and said, yes. Then you go to Rahab, the harlot, who judgment was going to come and strike the walls of Jericho. They were going to fall. They were going to be judged because, and I don't have time to go into the reasons why, but it's, it's, it's very exhaustive. It could take a while to do, but the point is judgment was coming, but remember Joshua and Caleb found grace in God's sight, but Rahab found grace in God's sight because she helped the spies and because she made a covenant with the Lord, the Lord Come on, supernaturally preserved her, not just her. Are you hearing me? But her family, her bloodline. Somebody say, your our bloodline, my bloodline. God is not just interested in me. He's not just looking after for me. He's looking after as me and my household. You go to Acts 16:31 in the New Testament. Paul tells the jailer when god supernaturally uh, i'm sorry uh peter when peter was supernaturally rescued from the prison cell he and the and the prison guard was about to take his own life because he knew that he would be executed because on his watch peter was able to escape and and peter stopped him and and told him That God had a plan for his life. And in Acts 16, 31, he says, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you and your whole household shall be saved. I said bloodline. So here's what I want to pray today. For everyone watching, listening, I want you to, if you can, if it's possible, if you're driving, if you can drive with one hand and do this, that's fine. Whatever your situation or just come into agreement put your hand on your heart. This represents a point of contact. This uh, is for me and my house. This represents my household. When I do this, I'm praying and believing. I want to begin to pray, and I'm going to ask God, watch this, not to stop prophecy, because this is all prophetic and it's got to happen, not even to delay it. Because if it's God's time, God, guys, we can't delay it. We can't hinder it. We can't delay it. We can't stop it. But you know what God can do? He can supernaturally preserve our households, our families, and our bloodlines and and be with us through what we're about to embark into and what we're about to go through. Come on. He the same God that was with Noah and his family. The same God that was with Lot and his family. The same God that was with Abraham and his family. The same God that was with Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. This, we serve the same God who sought them through, who will see us through. David said, though I walk through through the valley of the shadow of death i will fear no evil for thou art with me and thy rod and thy staff they comfort me guys i'm not saying we're not going to see some bad stuff because i think we probably will we're going to experience and see some trying and difficult and perilous things let me go back and the word apocalypse we're going to see events that are catastrophic what we are not exempt. I know, I know that's not what you wanted to hear today, but listen, whole generations before us have walked through, went through and seen and experienced firsthand things that we have never walked through, experienced in our lifetime. And I think the gig is about up. I think it's, it's, we are about to step into things. On a whole other scale, I would call it a. a that's why I've a, I've called this. We are entering into the age of the apocalypse of catastrophic events that will take place first that will lead us into the the apocalypse of Bible prophecy uh, mentioned in the tribulation. So how do we prepare for this? Here's how again, we can ask God to sustain us through it. Come on, let's pray right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for every individual under the sound of my voice today. I lift them up to you today. God, I lift up my household to you today. I lift up myself. I lift up my wife. I lift up my children to you today. I lift up my household to you. Lord, I even lift up our bloodline to your throne tonight. God, and I ask that, Father, that you would supernaturally preserve us and keep us and are coming in and are going out forevermore. God, I'm reminded of your word that says, Lord, that, you're, that the angel of the Lord encamps around about those who fear you Lord and he delivers them out of their troubles God I thank you that father that even as there was angels were that were with Daniel and that were with Shadrach Meshach and Abednego and that were with Abraham when he went into the cities of the plains Lord I thank you for the angels that were there even in Noah's day though they're not directly mentioned we know that God you supernaturally preserved Noah and his family through an ark Lord I thank you that you supernaturally preserved and protected Rahab. There was a red there was a red scarlet thread that was hanging out her window and no doubt when the judgment was about to fall when the angel of judgment was coming to bring about that which was decreed he looked upon the scarlet thread in the window and said i've got to put a hedge about this uh uh, this woman and her household because she's in covenant with god god i thank you lord that you were able to protect Lot and his family and pull them out and get them out of the cities of the plain and you got them out before the fire and brimstone came. I thank you that, Lord, in the book of Psalms chapter 91, Lord, you said that a thousand can fall at our side and ten thousand at our right hand. But you said that it shall not come now our dwelling. Dwelling, You said that we don't have to fear the noisome pestilence uh, at night nor the arrows that flies by day. Lord, you don't, you said we don't have to, we don't have to fret over the terror. We don't have to fret over the pestilence. We don't have to fret over the rumors. We don't have to fret over the chatter of the gates of hell. Cause we know, according to your word, that no weapon formed against us shall prosper in Jesus name. And if you be for us, who is he who can be against us? Lord, I thank you, Lord, in Jesus name. I believe that we're heading into days in which, Lord, You're going to show up and show out. God, you're going to make a distinction between those who know you, those that are in covenant with you, and those who don't, and those who are not in covenant with you. Lord, you did it in the time of Egypt. You did it with the children of Israel. And God, I thank you that Solomon said, that which was is that which shall be, and there's no new thing under the sun. Lord, how much more of a covenant do we have in the name of Jesus under the blood of the new covenant through the blood? of Jesus and I thank you father that you're well able in Jesus name we thank you today we receive it today God I declare that no knife shall harm us no gun shall shoot us no bomb shall prevail against us no weapon formed shall prosper against us our household and our bloodline in Jesus name father we thank you Lord we profess and plead the blood of Jesus over our household over our families in the mighty name of jesus father we thank you today and we receive it today in the mighty name of jesus and come on and all god's people said amen and amen listen friends i need you to share this i need you to hit the like button subscribe get this word out listen you some of y'all's got family members and you need to let them know you need to call them up and say hey I know you're stiff necked and you're hard headed and I can't get you in the church and I can't get you to listen about anything about God. But I just want to let you know that I am praying for you and I'm asking God's mercy upon you and I'm pleading the blood of Jesus over you and I'm declaring that you're going to be saved and coming into the kingdom. Based on Acts 1631, the Lord said, if I believe on him, then not only shall I be saved, but he said that my whole household can become a candidate to salvation in Jesus name. So listen, I need you to do that today. Share this with them. Let them know you're praying for them. Let them share these reports with them. Some of these people listen, I know this because I've got some of these people in my family. And listen, I hope this don't offend you because it's in proper context. But some people literally need the hell shaken out of them. Literally, they're full of hell and they need the hell shaken out of them. And this is the kind of stuff. Listen, and I know the uh, all, most of these pulpits in America are tippy toeing, and they're full of people that don't want to preach anything that's offensive. But I'm telling you, we live in we live in calloused days where we need a gospel that penetrates through the hardness of men's hearts and the foolishness of their hearts, and convicts them with Holy Ghost conviction and fire in Jesus' name. And your Bible says that there is. some that we've got to even go as far as pull them out of the very hell of the very flames of hell in order to save them. So that's what we're doing today. And we need you to help us. We need you to partner with us in getting the word out, getting this information out, and sharing this with your coworkers and your neighbors and your friends and et cetera. And he said, well, pastor, they're not going to listen to me. Well, brother, they're just going to ignore what I've got to say. Listen, you're still sowing seed. One sows, one waters, and then we believe God to give the increase. Amen. So listen, download the free app. It's available on apple and spotify this is how you keep up with our ministry download the free app InTime headlines you guys that are listening by apple or spotify just type in end time headlines in the play stores depending on what device you have get the app uh hit yes to push notifications you're going to be notified of every headline and every podcast when it's readily available right there at your fingertips number two if this ministry is a source of blessing, information, revelation, equipping, all the above, this is your home church, some of you, this is your home church, whatever the case may be, we want you to be obedient to the Holy Spirit and you do as the Lord leads you and uh, we pray that you'd help partner with us. You could do that uh, two different ways. You can give electronically through the app. That's the easiest way to do it or through the main website right there at endtimeheadlines.org endtimeheadlines.com or you can give by check or money order, which we call the old school method, and that you can make that out to End time Headlines. And that's P.O. Box 1391, Monroe, Georgia, 30655. As always, from the bottom of my heart and all of us here at Intime Headlines, we appreciate your partnership and your support and your prayers to our ministry to help us continue to do what we're doing on a week to week basis. So again, it is Friday the 27th. So that means we uh, will be gone for two days over the weekend and we will be back here right here back in the studio on monday with uh to kick off a whole new week of podcasting lord i always say lord willing uh because again we never know even the bible talks about that uh we're, we don't know what tomorrow may bring but we are planning this uh we plan to be back here on monday monday night at 8 p.m Listen, some of you guys have asked what time do you broadcast all the time we get this it is going to be Monday, Tuesday, Thursday and Fridays. Those are our days. Mondays, Tuesdays, Thursdays, Fridays. And it will always be, and, and if, it, if this changes somehow, we will let you know. Cause sometimes Facebook gets goofy and they don't let us for whatever reason stream and we come out an hour later, but we will always plan 8 p.m. Eastern time. So when is it? Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, 8 p.m. Eastern. So be looking for that. That's, how you can keep up with us here on Facebook Live and YouTube Live when we stream live. Uh, Again, uh, we're all over the place, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Make sure you share uh, or make sure you uh, like us there and follow us there as well. So until Monday, may the Lord bless you, keep you, and may his countenance shine upon you. We'll see you soon. Thank you for listening to the End Time Headlines podcast. We pray that you've been blessed and equipped by today's message. For more information about how you can help partner with our ministry, please visit endtimeheadlines.org.